The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and now New York. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10, and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy has a 100,000 guaranteed contest for the big game, plus a 100% instant deposit match at thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. Ross were brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. Ross were brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free-to-play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over at betterfantasy.com SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app and enter the free Super Bowl props contest for your chance to win $100,000. Welcome everyone to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, February 9th, currently 10:36 on the East Coast. And joining me as usual to break everything down in a very, very, very busy week in I guess the sports world overall. We're just trying to keep our heads above water. Is my esteemed co-host and colleague. Terrell Barman Jr. Terrell, how you feeling this uh, Wednesday evening, brother? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm trying to think what trades we can make in the SGPN studios to make this show better. Uh, you know, it could we could look. So, you know, Kramer is a hoagie guy. He liked Virginia Tech Hokies. He liked New York Giants. I, I'm I'm hard pressed to make a power move for him, but I don't know if we have the draft capital to get him. I'm not really trying to give up any of our core pieces here, but it just seems like I think he, Kramer could be an addition. You know, you know, we got the ties, the Giants and the Hoagies. We got the ties, so we could we could mesh on that. Uh, what, what you think? Uh, I feel like we're like the Phoenix Suns, like the Golden State Warriors right now. Maybe we don't need to make a significant move. But maybe something to talk about offline if we do need to okay. make a move. I think we're doing we'll, pretty well. I think I think we're good. I don't know. You, I want to like. I want to go. I want to be we're the seven, 73 and nine Warriors, and I want to go okay. get Kevin Durant. I want to go find a Kevin Durant, and I want to go get Kevin Durant right now. And so you know, I want to just murder all these other basketball podcasts. Might so need to uh, might need to look into look into the pool, talk to some other some other teams, and see see who's out there, who's available. So you want somebody to come, come in and play a little bit, get hurt, and then just sit on the bench? <laughs> he didn't do that. <laughs> well, not well, for At least not for Golden State. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, true. at least not for Golden State. We'll, we'll talk about that. No, it's trade week. It's trade it's week. It's trade week. Right? It's, it's, it's trade week. So a lot of exciting stuff happening. A lot of rumors going around. A lot, a lot of stuff happening. But um, 
Yeah, so I think that we, we've had some conversations offline uh, between myself, Terrell, uh, I also spoke to Scott about it, is that we'll probably come back on Friday regardless if there is a significant move uh, over the next day or two here as we approach a trade deadline tomorrow that we'll come back, we'll recap all the trades that happened over the week. And then we'll also uh, look at the updated future markets for those teams that made significant moves, as well as teams that maybe didn't make a move there. Uh, if their odds got shifted, like teams like the Warriors and the Suns and the Cavs who did make a move. And, um, you know, a lot of rumblings right now as of this morning of, of a possible deal between the Sixers and the Nets uh, for James Harden. But uh, definitely keep your eyes open. Turn on those Shumps and Woj uh, trade or sorry, their notifications on Twitter. Uh, definitely going to be an exciting next, what, 48 hours, Terrell. But let's start with this. Let's go back and recap the picks for the NBA Gambling Podcast over the last two nights. Um, so we'll go back to our Monday night picks where you had the Miami Heat as your lock, and they absolutely crush the Washington Wizards in that game. I think they won by... Let me see, 20-plus, yeah, 121-100 in that game. Uh, easy rocking chair victory for your lock. For your dog, uh, you had the Chicago Bulls against, uh, was it the Phoenix Suns that night? Yep. Um, did get the cover on the spread. I think when they mm -hmm. were like seven, eight-point underdogs. Um, they were in it in that fourth quarter, but Phoenix is just one of the best teams in the fourth quarter. Um, clutch time, they Chris Paul and Devin Booker are just so good. But, um, you know, you came out profitable for sure that day covering the spread. Chicago got close, but um, didn't get the uh, cherry on top, I guess we can say. But and that in that in uh span where that end of that game where they were able to go back and cover the spread because they were getting they were getting throttled at that yeah. point and they kind of rallied in the last minute or two minutes of the game and somehow covered the spread so uh never in doubt never in doubt we at least got a cover in that one we didn't get the money line win but some positive momentum for for yeah. chicago 100 yeah and they uh we'll recap their game yesterday as well um and then my picks I took the Warriors minus 12 and a half. Um, they lose by Damn. the hook. Yeah. Uh, I think there were some 12s out there as they got closer to game time. Uh, but Golden State won the game by 12 over AKC at OKC, and I lose by the hook. And then also took the uh, New York Knicks, who looked pretty good through three quarters, Terrell. And that fourth quarter came around, and they got outscored 31 to 18 and dropped the game against the Utah Jazz. Not only did I not get the cover, but also I didn't uh, get the outright victory. But fast forward to yesterday's picks between me and Zach. Uh, we swept the board. Zach had uh, the Hawks minus the seven. Uh, we recorded on Monday night, and that line had jumped all the way up to 10.5, but it didn't matter as the uh, Atlanta Hawks took care of business against the Indiana Pacers post their trade. We'll touch on that here in a minute. Uh, 133-112 over the uh, Indiana Pacers. Easy cover for Zach. And his dog of the night was the uh, Orlando Magic. Now, this number, if you got it early uh, before the trade of uh, CJ uh, McCollum, uh, you would have got it at plus odds. Even this was hovering around a minus one to Magic after the trade even did happen. But nonetheless, they get the victory over the Portland Trailblazers. 113.95 last night. As far as my picks last night, I took the Bucks as my lock, minus three and a half. That game was over before it even started. They just 
came out and absolutely throttled the LA Lakers. They won the won the game 131-116. And then for my dog, I had the Phoenix Suns. Um, got them around plus 115, and they got the victory over the Philadelphia 76ers last night, 114-109. So hopefully some positive momentum uh, on the NBA Gambling Podcast. We can translate that into tonight. But, Terrell, before we get to the trades, man, uh, we have to mention this absolutely crazy run excuse me the favorites are on have you seen this yeah absolutely the, uh, crazy yeah and, there's some there's some like under it's well with the with the suns last night i think the straight up record is down at one now they one loss in the past three four days or something like that yeah, let me get the updated number here. And I know our friend uh, Sportsbook can say Dave uh, put this number on his uh, Twitter last night. Let me pull that up here quickly. Uh, let's see. Um, it was like 26-3-1 that favorites had won straight up and then against the spread 27-2 uh, and two over the last four days. It's ridiculous. Yeah, 28-1 and one straight ups and 27-2 and two against the spread over the last four days in the NBA. So uh, luckily, at least for the NBA gambling pod, um, we were able to find two dogs last night that did catch. So I guess the lesson right now is, guys, maybe ride the wave here on these favorites until it kind of regresses back. Um, and, and, you know, at least the dogs that we give out over the next couple of days, maybe, you know, decrease your unit size maybe by like to half a unit or a fourth of a unit because this run is absolutely crazy. Um, in the NBA as far as favorites, not only winning straight up, but also covering the spread. So uh, definitely keep that in mind. Uh, Terrell, we saw some more trades transpire last night or yesterday during um, the day between uh, – which one do you want to start with? You want to start with the Blazers? We already covered the Blazers, didn't we, McCollum? Did we cover that? Uh, no, we didn't no, we talk didn't. McCollum. McCollum okay. We talked oh, we we talk talk Norman Powell. Okay. Yeah, we talked Norman Powell. So. so let's start with the Blazers again, because I'm sure you're pretty gonna you're gonna go in on the Sacramento Kings. So uh, <laughs> the um, the Blazers ain't the Blazers ain't safe from this smoke neither. <laughs> all right. So I don't know what you I don't know what you're saying. The Blazers not safe from this smoke neither. <laughs> so everybody can catch it day. Yeah. Uh, so oh yeah, get ready for the wrath that is coming out from uh, Terrell today. So let's start with the first trade: uh, Portland Trailblazers trade veteran uh, CJ McCollum to the Pelicans. Uh, the actual deal was CJ McCollum, Tony Snell, and Larry Nance Jr. headed to New Orleans, and in return, the Portland Trailblazers received Josh Hart, Thomas Sadaransky, Nikhil Alexander Walker. Uh, Didi Luazada, I'm completely probably butchering that name, uh, 2022 first-round pick, which is pr- protected, and two future second-round picks for Portland Trailblazers. Um, Terrell, I'm just going to give you the floor, man. Uh, reaction when you heard about this trade with McCollum headed to uh, New Orleans Pelicans to at least team up with uh, Brandon Ingram for now. No, nah, fuck that. The trade is not what the fuck I am concerned about right now at all. Um, it's the what Woj tweeted out after the twi- trade. Yeah. Ooh, Twade. <laughs> I sound like a little kid, Twade. But it's what Woj tweeted out after the trade that got me hot and got me like, the Blazers are just fucking dumb. And... <laughs> Like, they're just fucking dumb. So here's the tweet after the trade that Woj had. 
Portland's plan is to fully reshape the roster around Damian Lillard now. Portland created 21 million trade exceptions today, potentially 60 million in cap space this summer. Multiple draft picks and assets via the Pels and the Clippers trades. Plan is to pursue high-end talent now, not retreat. Why? Who the... The only way... The only way Portland doesn't look dumb as fuck is if Portland already has a deal with Dame that says that he is cool with this. The only way. Because why... and, And if Dame is cool with that, Dame, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you ever sign up for this? Why would you ever sit here and say, we're going to go through a complete team rebuild with you on the roster? No, I'm not sticking around for that shit. Fuck out of here. The (laughs) fuck? Why the fuck would I I stick around for that? Why? Who said that? Who said that I was going to? I'm going to waste more years in my prime, more years in my prime to stick around while you're trying to go do a rebuild. And you think it's going to happen in one offseason? You think you're going to go? Who wants to go to Portland? Who? Who wants to go to Portland, Oregon? Nobody. Nobody ever goes to Portland. Tell me the last big free agent that signed with Portland. Um, I am stumped, sir. Scotty Pippen. Scotty. Yeah, but that was like after he was out of his prime, right? Exactly. And that's the biggest free agent that they signed. Yeah. I mean, you can't even you can't even shit on the Knicks. The Knicks sign, you know, some people like at least Amari Stoudemire say, all right, fuck it. I'll go to the Knicks like shit. And he was still good at that point in time. No, fuck. Nobody wants to go to Portland. Nobody ever wants to go to Portland. So I don't know if it's the front office thinking that they have the juice or something or thinking that Dame Lillard is going to attract a star. No, he's not. Because he didn't attract one thus far. He had CJ with him, and he yeah. didn't attract one. So why is anybody going to go play with him? And he ain't even got CJ no more. Yeah, It's just it's absolutely hilarious. Like, I don't know if it's Chauncey thinking that he's going to – does Chauncey think he's going to get somebody to come in? Absolutely. Like, come on. Come on. This is fucking ridiculous, guys. This is really ridiculous. That If this plan works out, I promise you I will sit here and I'll eat the fuck out my words. But this plan – this sounds like a terrible plan. This plan literally sounds terrible. You say you're going to rebuild, you're going to rebuild the roster around Damian Lillard now. What the hell were you doing before? <laughs> what were you building the roster around before? You was building around CJ? Was you building around Nurk? Who was you building the roster around before? You didn't do it. You didn't do that job, your job then for all the fucking time that Dame has been playing at this level. Why do I trust you to do it now? So Portland's dumb. I just and Dame is dumb <laughs> if he agreed to it. I doubt Dame agreed to it, and I fully expect at some point from this summer to some point next year, Dame is like, I want the fuck out too. But somebody's dumb as hell in this situation, and I because I'm not in the room, I just don't know if it's Portland or Dame. But one of them two is some dumbass motherfuckers. <laughs> so. Let me go over to the flip side of it, to the New Orleans Pelicans, and they picked up C.J. McCollum, uh, probably a perimeter guard that they did need some scoring help. Um, How do you see this fit with Brandon Ingram uh, with C.J. McCollum? I mean, they put a – I saw you comment or retweet the the new big three with Zion, and you immediately said it's time for Zion to probably leave from there. But um, Yeah, no, so this this was absolutely a – this was a chance for them to move on from Zion and everybody in that front office not get fired. Yeah. Because 
Now they have another guy with Brandon Ingram. They're not going back down the well and going back down, you know, back to the lottery. But it's time to move on from Zion. It's not working out with y'all. Y'all, it's either y'all are afraid to play him or he just don't want to go out there and play for y'all. Cause ain't no way the bad still hurt. I don't care. I don't believe it. It's I think he just we I don't think he hurt. Yeah, we haven't even had an update like since I don't know about what's been about three to four weeks now that he was training out in Portland away from the team, but we haven't even heard anything about, you know, if he's going to come back this season or not, or like just to sh- absolutely shut him down. For I forgot the man was in the league. Next year. Yeah. And we like, we I were forgot the man was in the it. league. Somebody said it in conversation. They said, yeah. hey, what you think about Zion? I said, who? Oh, <laughs> oh, him? Dang, he ain't played in how long? Well, and play by one and a half seasons, if that. Like, come on now. Yo, get my man's. <laughs> it's a concern. It's, just, it really it's is. hilarious. Yeah. My man's does not, he don't want to be in, in New Orleans. It's either he don't want to be in New Orleans or New Orleans has literally no idea what to do with him, that they're micromanaging the fuck of what he's doing. Yeah. You, you, you buy a car to put miles on the car. At the end of the day, you buy a car to put miles on the car. Mm-hmm. So, if he's really hurt, then we just we just got another Greg Oden. Oh, if yeah, he's no. really hurt, Ooh. we have another Greg Oden situation on our hands. Yeah. But now I think that they can reasonably just say, you know what, we are going to wipe our hands clean of him. He poss- he will still have a lot of value on the trade market and move on. Mm-hmm. But it's this shit ain't working out. Like it's not working out. You ain't seen this man all year. We ain't heard from this man all year. For an injury that yeah. was supposed really won't supposed to take that long. We ain't heard from the man all year. And we're not gonna see him this year. And then day we're not gonna see him this year. Yeah. So now he's going into his what would this be, the fourth season? Next uh, year will be his fourth season? In the NBA. This, yeah. yeah, so the next season will be his fourth season in NBA and he's played one and a half. Yeah. No. It's a con- I mean, this was a concern even when he was coming out of Duke too. That the the weight, the amount of weight that he has, it's it was gonna be a concern for him. And you know, players that are at that weight, they're not gonna have it's gonna take a toll eventually on their knees. And for him, it's it's already started. But no, 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 no. This takes a toll on your knees when you get to be 10, 12, 13 years in the league. You're not gonna be bouncing like how you used to be bouncing. This doesn't happen in year two. That's what I'm saying. Year right? three. That, no, yeah. this doesn't no. That is that if that is the case, this is a bust. You are a bust if that is year two or three. If you are looking like you play 10, 12 years in the league and it's year two or three, you are a bust. So I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I personally don't think the man hurt. I think he just don't want to play in New Orleans. I think he he good he good off of New Orleans. But because yeah. it's just ironic how, you know, he said how much he liked playing with Lonzo and then they don't re-sign Lonzo and Lonzo's gone and now yeah. we ain't seen the man play at all. So I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think the man hurt. I really don't think the man hurt. I think he Ben Simmons in the closet. <laughs> like he Ben Simmons in the closet yeah I think he Ben Simmons in the closet and he just <laughs> we don't know what's going on with him but he really doing the same shit Ben doing it's just not in the news or not nothing because we really don't know what's going on but yeah yeah that's what I'm calling closet Ben Simmons all right there we go yeah anything else for this trade Terrell before we get to the next one no I'm good all right uh the second trade that I think is <sighs> Such a head scratcher, I think, for everyone. 
was a trade that happened between the Indiana Pacers and the Sacramento Kings. Uh, so the trade details are the Pacers traded uh, Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, and Justin Holiday, a protected 2023 second round pick to Sacramento for Buddy Heald, Tristan Thompson, and Tyrese Halliburton. And, you know, before we were this trade happened, we were hearing more rumblings that De'Aaron Fox was, you know, in rumors of being traded, whether it was connected to the Knicks or, or, or other teams. And there was a lot of reports that came out and and people... How does stuff always come to the Knicks? How does it always come out every to the Knicks? Every free agent or every big name is always linked to the Knicks for whatever reason. Like, people think that they're going to just land a superstar, which they haven't for yeah. a while. And but. never. never. They've never gotten a superstar in free agency. They traded for Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... I was just like, how does all this continuously come back to the Knicks? God dang. Yeah, and, and, I, and before we get into the trade, the, the one point that I want to make that people are, or the executives around the league were very surprised to see that Tyrese Halliburton got traded, and they didn't even know that he was available for trade talks. And I think that if he was, I think Sacramento would have got a bigger, a much bigger haul for a guy like Tyrese Halliburton. But Terrell, when you heard about the trade, what were your initial reactions? <laughs> that um, Sacramento just became the Sacramento Pacers. <laughs> they just became, like they they just became the Sacramento Pacers. Like, I mean, I don't really know what to say other than this shit was dumb. Yeah, it, it was. You literally looked at what Sabonis did in Indiana. This season, last season, and prior seasons, for real, for real. And you know that this guy is not – he is somebody that needs to be added to a near championship roster. Mm-hmm. This ain't somebody that you about to build your squad off of. Like, he don't need to be the best person on your team. Mm-hmm. He really don't. Like, he good. He good. He not about to go and th- change the needle that much for you, like, at all. And so – I mean, I really don't even know what the at least with I can at least I know what Indiana's doing. Indiana's saying, yeah, all right, we in this rebuild. We finna go ahead and, you know, change and reshape this roster around for sure. Get some new guys in here, some people that, you know, play better to what Rick Carlisle wanna do. And so we're gonna be trash for a little bit. But we got Tyrese Halliburton. So look, now we got a piece to build off of because we got somebody who's gonna distribute. We got a, a lot a lock set point guard for, and we gonna lock him down. Okay. But the Kings, like what can the Kings even say they got out of this? You got a quote unquote all-star in Demonis Sabonis. Yeah. Like what? So do you feel like you got better? Like, do you feel like this trade really made you better? I'm hard pressed to say that they probably have about the same win percentage that they do at the end of the season from this trade going forward. So I'm just, it's not like Tyrese Halliburton had a a special contract. The man just got drafted last year. (laughs) If I asked you of the teams that are not in the playoff contention right now, so there's 10 teams prior to this trade, who do you think had the best bad court to build around? prior to this that, trade that are not in playoff contention yeah so the 10 teams prior to this no trade, it's 100% the kings so what are you doing here i just didn't understand that it, it does yeah no it's 100% the future 
with with De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton, and now you just absolutely just put yourselves 10, 10, 10 steps back. And now for Indiana, with this trade, they got automatically – they got, I think, the backcourt now, if Malcolm Brogdon stays around. With Malcolm Brogdon and Tyrese Halliburton there now, I mean, that's a pretty good start to rebuilding your roster. And now so I think Miles I, Turner might end up staying there. So I did think that too. I was like, oh, does this mean that Miles Turner is like the one that stays? But ultimately, I know Rick Carlisle just doesn't believe in defense. So I think Miles Turner is out the door too. He probably gone by Thursday as well. Yeah. But I'm just sitting here and I'm and I, and so it was already a head scratcher when they drafted Halliburton. Cause I'm like, all right, like, you know, this guy's a baller, but you got De'Aaron Fox there. Yeah. And, you know, Buddy Hill is a solid piece. Like, Buddy Hill is a solid piece yes. to have mm-hmm. as, you know, your two guard for sure starting. So I'm like, okay, like, I didn't really get the ha- them drafting Halliburton. Then I was really tight because I wanted him to fall to the Knicks, and he was dangerously close to falling to the Knicks in their second draft pick where they ended up taking Emmanuel quickly. Mm-hmm. But I'm really like, what's up, yo? <laughs> like, this doesn't, it's such a head scratcher. Like, it's literally a head scratch. I can't even be mad at them anymore because I'm really like, what is the vision? At least Portland told me what their vision was, and I can get mad because it's a dumbass plan. Mm-hmm. But I can't even get mad at the Kings because I don't even know what their dumbass plan is, but it just doesn't sound good. It just <laughs> doesn't sound good at all. So <laughs> I'm not on that boat at all. And Tyrese Halliburton was talking about he wanted to change the culture in Sacramento. No, Sacramento said, fuck that. We're going to continue to be trash. You want to bring something good to Sacramento? Hell no. Nah. You t- send your ass fucking Indiana and be good over there. Don't bring nothing good to Sacramento. We, our fans do not deserve that. We do not deserve that. This is ridiculous. I mean, and the thing is, Simonis is not a bad, like, he's not a bad piece. He's a good addition. Yeah. But giving up Halliburton is like if you added Simonis to this roster with Halliburton I've been like oh all right the Kings trying yo they're trying to do a little something all right that's what's up like you know you got you got multiple levels of scoring you still ain't got no fucking defense but you got multiple like really good scorers on that squad like they look pretty all right but to give up Halliburton I'm just uh, and the thing is, Buddy Hill's gone too. <laughs> Buddy yeah. Hill was in that trade. Yeah, that's the thing that nobody's talking about because Tyrese Halliburton is just over headlines. Buddy Hill was in that trade too. So I'm really just sitting here. Honestly, the Pacers can't made it out pretty well, even though I think Buddy Hill is gonna be on his way out of there by the end of the off season. But that's pretty freaking good. That's yeah. really really good. So. I don't know. I mean, I hope that they get everything that they wanted in Sabonis. I think Kings are still trying to put together a plan post Chris Webber, Mike Bibby era. And it's just, I don't know what they're trying to do over there. But yeah, definitely this was a big head scratcher <clears throat> for the uh, Sacramento Kings. Uh, I, I, th- I really thought when they uh, we saw the emergence of Halliburton, at least this season, that Bryce and Fox were going to be, yeah, I, I thought they were going to be, you know, one of the better backcourts i don't want to say best but one of the top backcourts in the western conference but how they filled out the rest of the roster you know you can't trust the sacramento kings but here we so, are so yeah go ahead here's my only okay here's my only thing and but this is also just goes into i'm sorry i'm dragging this on but here's my other thing but this also goes into the drafting of the kings and why the fuck are you drafting these players because they drafted davion mitchell this year 
And Davion Mitchell's really fucking good, but Davion yeah. Mitchell doesn't get the burn, and he's mm-hmm. a lockdown defender. Yeah. So I'm okay if you're sitting here and saying, yes, Halliburton is good, but we really like Davion Mitchell and we want to move him, you know, up in lineup. Cool. That's cool. That's great. Fine. I get that. Blah, blah, blah. But you don't just get rid of a player like Tyrese Halliburton. And then second of all, it goes back to my thing. Why did you draft Tyrese Halliburton in the first place if this wasn't even – you were just taking the best available player, it seems like. Yeah. And I'm not even sure at that point – I have to go back and look at the draft. But I'm not even sure at that point in the draft from what we knew of the talent pool that he was even the best player, available player. So I just have no idea what this Kings front office is doing. Like they're literally one of the biggest mysteries to me in the NBA right now. Yeah, I, I, and I, that was gonna, the point I was going to make is that if they are high on Davion Mitchell, maybe that's why they made the trade. But there, you could have waited till the offseason where you probably could have got a way better trade for Tyrese Halliburton. Like you could have at least gotten a a first-round pick in return. I don't think they even got that uh, with this trade with Tyrese Halliburton. But, um, yeah, definitely a head-scratcher for the Sacramento Kings. And that this organization has been that way since uh, post – Chris Webber, uh, Mike Bibby era, but uh, here we are. So uh, anything else for this trade, uh, Terrell? Anything else you want to cover around the league before we dive into the Wednesday night schedule? No, no. All right. Uh, Let's do this. Let's take a quick break here. We'll come back and then we'll dive into the Wednesday night schedule here in the NBA. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and New York. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Don't forget about all the props that will be available on WinBet for the Super Bowl. The best part? You can build your own bet to create a prop-focused same-game parlay for the big game. Be on the lookout for WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $10, win $200. Download Bet Win. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in a state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Russell brought to you by Stable Duel. There are never enough things to gamble on and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. Best part is, now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sports. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner circle. Play, 
race, and win. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, and phones, even devices like your Fire Stick where you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com SGP. IPVanish.com SGP. All right, coming off of the break, a six-game schedule here tonight in the NBA. Uh, a little less than what we're used to, but we'll cover some more things at the end of the podcast. Um, let's start with the first game of the night, Terrell. We have the San Antonio Spurs headed into Cleveland to take on the Cavaliers, where the Cavaliers opened up as a six-and-a-half-point home favorite. That number is now down to five-and-a-half. Total opened up at 217.5. That number is at 216.5 now. Quickly pulling up the injury report for both of these teams for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Darius Garland is questionable for tonight. Laurie Markinen is out with a right ankle sprain for the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Lonnie Walker, the fourth, is questionable. Trey Jones, questionable. And that is it for the Spurs. But let's start with the side here, Terrell. Um, Minus five and a half for the Cleveland Cavaliers hosting the San Antonio Spurs. So we have the Spurs red hot offense versus the Cavs really, really good defense going on. Uh, past five games, Spurs are sixth in offensive rating, sixth in points per game, averaging 117 points per game, and 39.3% from three. That's seventh overall. They're also sixth best field goal percentage. So this offense has been – I know I make jokes that this basketball team is melatonin, but – and they are. Like, I don't know. I just – watching their games just doesn't do it for me. Well, I mean, not doesn't do it for me from, like, a basketball perspective because they're really – like, at the end of the day, Pop is a really good coach, and it's amazing to watch him coach this team to where they're at now because they probably should be lower down and bottom of the barrel. Yeah. more than they are now. They're actually somewhat in playoff contention for the playing game. Mm-hmm. But I just don't get the excitement, the wow, the ooh, the ah, the flashing lights. And so that's why they're melatonin. It's not because they're 
completely trash at basketball. <laughs> They're just semi trash at basketball right now compared to their peers. Sure. However, now they're going up against the Cavs, who are second in opponents' points per game, 102 in the past five games, second in the league in opponents' points per game, fifth in the league in opponents' three-point percentage, and fourth in the league in opponents' field goal percentage. The eighth overall defensive rating, and we have a battle against two different pace styles where the Cavs are 29th in pace and the Spurs are seventh. So when we have this conflict, it, I just feel compelled to take the home team. Okay. I think that the Cavs in their building and us knowing, you know, the differences in what we see from the Spurs when they go on the road, I'm just feel I just feel better taking the Cavs in this spot. I'm back on the Cavs first half again. I think that they get out really quick in this game. The Spurs have an inability to do anything on defense. They're twenty six in opponents points in the paint. Twenty 30th in opponent's second chance points. Mm-hmm. And so due to their inability to do anything on defense, and I think the Cavs can defense can kind of rattle them on the road here. I lean the Cavs and laying the points here. Mm-hmm. But I think the I think the number I'm more interested in is the total. Set so totals at 216 and a half. Spurs 9, 15, and 1 to the over. Well, yeah, so 15 and 9 and 1 to the under on the road. Cavs 18, 7 and 1 at home to the under. So it just, you know, the, both of those are bottom two in the league. Bottom two, bottom three in the league. I think I'm going to roll the dice, and I'd rather, if I had to make a play here, I'd make a play on the Cavs first half and the under. But I do think the Cavs can get out to a lead in this game and spread it to, you know, two possessions. Yeah, I think that for me that this really comes down to if Darius Garland is going to play tonight or not, if I want to back the Cleveland Cavaliers. And if you kind of take a look at their what they've done offensively or at least over the last four games without Darius Garland, they haven't scored more than 105 points in any of those four games. They scored 93 against the Pelicans. They won that game by three. They scored 104 against the Rockets, where they lost that game, 102 against the uh, Hornets, and then 98 last game against the Pacers, where they won that game by 13. So, obviously, when you don't have much guard play in, in the in the backcourt uh, without Darius Garland. Now, they did get Karis LeVert, but I think that, for me, I, I 100% agree with you about the under in this game, that if Darius Garland is not going, I do lean towards the under. Actually, I do like the under in the game if he's not going to go. But um, I think your, your your handicap is correct that if you do like the Cavs, I would probably tag on the under with it because, <clears throat> like I just mentioned over the last four games, they're winning games, but they're winning games ugly. And, and it's not high-scoring affairs, right? Um, the last time this number got over the total was against the Rockets. And, and the Rockets, obviously, their defense has not been great all season long. So... For me, I think it's really – if I'm going to back the Cavs here, I want to see if Darius Garland's going to be in this game. But other than that, I, I'm probably going to stay away from this game. But if I had to lean, I'll probably go with the Spurs uh, without Darius Garland in this lineup at plus six. I just think that's a hair too much um, for this Cleveland Cavaliers team without Darius Garland uh, in the lineup. But I do like the under uh, in this game as well with the, all the stats that you just rattled off, Terrell. Um, anything else for this game before we get to the next one? Even if Darius Garland doesn't go, I still like the Cavs. Okay. 
Um, let's get over to the next game. We have the Chicago Bulls headed to Charlotte to take on the Hornets where the Chicago Bulls opened up as a two-point favorite. That number is now down to one and a half. Total opened up at 230 and a half. That number is all the way up to 236 and a half, 237 for this game. Uh, Let's check the injury report for these two uh, squads. um, We heard about the news yesterday about Gordon Hayward. He's going to be out indefinitely. Shocker. Uh, Left ankle sprain and some ligament damage in his leg. Cody Martin is also out for this game for the Hornets and also Jalen McDaniels has a left ankle sprain uh, for the sorry for the Charlotte Hornets. For the Chicago Bulls, um, they're going to be a little thin at that point guard position. No, we know about Lonzo Ball and AC. Ayodesumu has a concussion. He's going to be out for this uh, game as well. So that means it's going to be the Kobe White show at that point guard position for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Terrell, let's start with the side here, man. Uh, the Bulls favored by one and a half uh, going into Charlotte uh, as a road favorite here. What are you thinking? I, mean, I don't know how I can back Charlotte at all right now. They're just sliding. They're sliding and sliding. And there's going to be a spot where they're probably going to be tr- tremendously undervalued and they're going to come out and get a win. But I'm I'm not too certain that it's, ton- it's tonight against the Bulls. I really don't think so. The Bulls' offense is playing amazing, fourth in points per game. And whereas where we once thought that the Hornets' offense just couldn't hit anything, mm-hmm. they're now not hitting anything last five games. They're 28th in the NBA with 97 points per game. Just think of that, 97. That's crazy. Even in a shitty Charlotte Hornets team, they still found ways to put up 115, 120 points a game. Mm-hmm. They just gave up 130. Yeah. So – I mean, isn't ridiculous? It's, they completely have done a 180 in terms of scoring, and defensively, they've done a 180 as well because they're tenth in defensive rating during that same span, mm-hmm. and so they're not scoring a lot of points because they're actually holding people from scoring points. But unfortunately, they go up against the sixth best offense in the league right now. So it's going to be you know a clash of the titans there. Um, is so Charlotte is just weird. So this is what's weird about Charlotte is because they still give up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. They still give up a lot of points. The thing that makes their defense good is because Charlotte is not going to force you to not make shots. Like if you get the ball in shooting position, you're probably going to make it. But Charlotte is going to force you to make a ton of mistakes. They're going to force the ball out your hands. They're going to get turnovers. They're going to get out on the break. That's why they have the fourth fastest pace in the league, but one of the worst offenses in the league right now because they get out on the break and catch getting a lot of fast break points. They're first in fast break points, second in points off turnover. Whereas now you're going up against the Bulls that don't make mistakes. The Bulls don't make mistakes. The Bulls are first in opponents' points off turnovers, and they have the fewest, fewest turnovers in the league in the past five games because they, they're not making mistakes right now. They're being safe with the basketball. They're going out there, and they're getting quality looks at the basket, which is why they put up 120 points in this game. Yeah. So I, I understand the injuries, and I understand why you would think that the Bulls are not going to score, but I just don't see Charlotte. I think that Charlotte is going to make it tough on them, but I think the Bulls are still going to put up points at the end of the day. They're just going to protect the basketball. That's ultimately what it is. Look at the turnovers at the end of this game. If it, if Charlotte forced a bunch of turnovers, they probably won, but I don't think that they're going to. I think Chicago is going to protect the basketball. They know that Charlotte can't stop them mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And so I'm on the Bulls minus one and a half here. 
Okay. Do Do you have the defensive efficiency ratings there in front of you? Uh, for just for, for over the, the last Bulls five as games. well. No, just over the last five games, yeah. really entirely. Okay. So do me a favor. Um, uh, I'm gonna rattle off like four teams here over their last four games and see where they're rated. Uh, so Boston, I think, is number one over the last five games, right? They are. Okay. Where's Cleveland? Cleveland is eight. Miami. Miami is four. And Toronto. Toronto is seven. So they've played four top 10 defensive rated teams over their last, what, five, four games here. And I think this, I feel like this may be the game where the offense breaks out because they played mm-hmm. some pretty damn good defenses over their last four games. You're all in the top 10. I mean, you play the number one, the number four, the number seven, and the eight team. And now Chicago who is rated number 29 over the last five games. Just check me on that, uh, Terrell. But they, yeah, Mm -hmm. they have been um, absolutely terrible on the uh, defensive side. And again, I think that's a product of not having AC. That's a product of not having Lonzo Ball in the lineup. So I think this might be the game where the Charlotte Hornets offense finally breaks out and gets, you know, scores 110, 115, 120 points here tonight. Um these two teams did match up on November 29th in um, in Chicago, where Chicago won that game 133-119 as a five-and-a-half-point favorite, flew over the total of 224-and-a-half. And for the, you know, the for the Chicago Bulls, last 10 games, the over is 8-and-2, and, and it's been flying over the total. But, yeah, I think this might be the game where Charlotte kind of breaks out here offensively. Um, but, again, Chicago... Uh, man, uh, I'm gonna I'll, I'll I'll lean with Charlotte here tonight. I think this is the game where the offense breaks out. Uh, I'll take the plus money here at home, plus one and a half uh, for the Charlotte Hornets. But I think that this might be a game where I think the the offense finally breaks out here for the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Anything else for this game, Terrell? Before we move on, I think the off. <laughs> I get it, and yes, the offense. I think the offense can break out, but I still I just don't. If they're not getting turnovers, they're not winning the game. If they're not getting turnovers, they're not winning the game. And, you know, Chicago's just going to run the score up. That's why this total just keeps climbing, climbing, climbing. Yep. And actually is getting to the point where I've probably taken under just because I'm just going to fade the books, allowing the total to climb this much. You said seven points. Yeah. It opened at 230 and it's at 237. I, I would actually just bet the under and just fade the books and saying that they're just letting this total climb, climb, climb because they don't know where it's going to fall at. And I'll take the chance that it falls somewhere in between 230 and 237. So I would actually take the under, but I don't know, man. I can't I can't get behind this Hornets team right now. I, I, I just can't get behind this Hornets team right now. I think the Bulls are slightly at a level higher than them. Okay. And I don't think this is the bounce back spot for them. I think it's probably, you know, coming soon, like it's going to be a time and they're going to get back rolling mm-hmm. again. I'm just not quickly to say that that's going to be right here against the bulls. So I'll ride the bulls here. Maybe the next awesome. game after, uh, after the Chicago that they had, they have Detroit. Maybe that's the game where they kind of bounce back. But um, yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, Detroit and they get some momentum. Well, no, because they're terrible on back-to-back, so the Grizzlies might run over them, too. Yeah, I don't know. It's not looking good for Charlotte right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get over to the next game. We have the Toronto Raptors headed to Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder. uh, Sorry, the Toronto Raptors opened up as a a 9.5-point road favorite. That number has climbed up to double digits at 10. Total opened up at 208, trickled down to 206. 
Uh, let's check the injury report for both of these teams. Um, where are we here? Uh, just lost injury report. Uh, let me refresh. I don't know what happened here. Um, but let's start with the side here, Terrell. Uh, minus 10 for the uh, Toronto Raptors. So I pull up that injury report. I mean, I don't even know what to think of the freaking Thunder, man. I mean, they go on the road and get a win against the Mavericks, who are a pretty deep, good defensive team right now. And, you know, they lose to the Warriors by 12 at home, who are also a good defensive team. So what what am I supposed to expect here? I just – only thing I'll say is that this team ain't, ain't quitting. They're not quitting. They're going out there and they're playing hard every night and yeah. competing and at least trying to get wins. But this is a large number for – I don't know. Is this a spot where – does the Raptors just over – like they just went to war. They literally just, just came out of war. <laughs> they played a lot of good teams, the Hornets, the Hawks, the Bulls, the Heat. The Heat twice during that span. Mm-hmm. The Heat twice during that span. The Hawks twice during that span. You know, the Bulls twice. The Hornets twice. Like they, so they just literally just ran through a gauntlet in their past eight games and played the Bulls twice, the Hornets twice, the Heat twice, and the Hawks twice. All in the East. And, you know, before that, they lost at home straight up to the Trailblazers. So I don't know. Nothing is telling me to take the Thunder here. Literally nothing is telling me to take the Thunder here. Yeah. But I'm just gonna fade that that the Raptors are not in this game. Like, why would they why would they care about this game? There's nothing to care about. And guess what? You just been playing your stars 50 minutes a night. So if there's ever a time to, you know, open up the rotation a little bit more, it's probably against OKC. And that's probably a chance for OKC to make this game a little bit closer. Yeah. I'm not 100% certain if they got the win. I was fully prepared on here to just come up here and auto bet the Raptors because OKC sucks, but I just don't know the Raptors' motivation for this game. So give me OKC plus 10. Yeah, Raptors are on a back to – well, they'll be on a back-to-back situation. They played tonight, obviously, against OKC, and they come to Houston tomorrow night um, against the Rockets. So, I mean, is that a game that you're looking forward to for against the Rockets? Probably not. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just don't know. What but at least you're in Houston. Like, at least you're in the city of Houston. You're in fucking Oklahoma City. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like this – I would not be – I could honestly not – I would not be shocked if the Raptors just nerfed this game up because how the fuck did they lose that game to the to the Trailblazers before they went through that eight-game gauntlet? How the fuck did they lose that game to the Trailblazers at home? Yeah. So, I would not be surprised if the Raptors just nerfed this game up, but – Plus 10, and I just don't have any motivation other than you're just so much better than the other team. And I'm not really willing to ride that trend. So I'll be contrarian. I need to be contrarian somewhere on this slate tonight. So I'll take the Thunder plus 10. Well, the, like you said at the top of the show, though, those favorites are covering. So, I mean, I'm not sure this is the right time to start being contrarian yet until we see the turn of it. But I'm just going to lean with the Raptors here. I, mean, I think they just come out here and take care of business. It should see what the three-point uh, defense is for the um, for the, uh, for the OKC Thunder, that if they're able to maybe – if they are a good three-point defending team, that that will probably what might be the difference if they're in this game or not. I don't think OKC does anything good. Let's see here. I'll quickly pull it up. So They are. They're actually – no, that's field goal percentage. Hold on. 
So they give up about their first in the last five games. They're first. Oh my God, moved off. Their first. <laughs> they're first. Their first in opponents three point percentage. <laughs> they're holding opponents to twenty nine point six percent. Okay, so never mind. I'll take OKC here then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, the so then. no, but come on, in the slate, but like for real. So it's so easy to sit here and just talk basketball and tell people. Like, you know, this team is so much better than this team, but that's not what we do. We're handicappers. Yeah. And there's so much more, you know, matter of fact, if you went back and listened to sports gambling podcast and when Chris Long was on Mm -hmm. for the guys, right. uh, Going into the playoffs, I think it was going into playoffs and Chris Long and they were talking to him about making the transition from being a player to handicapping. And he was like, it was so much he had to learn. Like there was different spots and situations and stuff like that, that he had to learn. He had to realize that it wasn't all about just knowing the sport and knowing which team was better. The best team doesn't always win. And I mean, this just feels like a spot where the Raptors really don't care about this game. They're not, they just went through a crazy gauntlet to get into the sixth seed. They are the sixth seed now in the Eastern Conference. You know, and just think of where we, if you just rewind this podcast back a couple of months, we're sitting here talking about the Raptors at the bottom of the East. And are they sitting here looking to tank and just throw the season away? And now they're sitting here at the sixth seed, completely turn their season around. And you go play the weak ass OKC Thunder who are without their best players. So, I mean, this this feels like a spot where OKC gets up for the game, the Raptors don't get up for the game. Yeah, I did the last game against the Warriors. I think we're spending way too much time on this game, but uh, Warriors were 15 of 43 from three-point land. Um, Curry made four. Thompson made three. Wiggins made three. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll lean with uh, the Thunder here at home, plus 10, but don't feel great about it. Anything else for this game, Terrell, before we move on? I actually feel better about it as we talked it out. I feel a lot better about it. I'm not leaning. I will actually take OKC plus two. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get over to the next game. We have the uh, back-to-back situation between the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Sacramento Kings here. Um, the line has opened up at minus nine for the Timberwolves in this game, total at 233.5. That number is up to 235. Um, between these two squads, like I said, they did play last night. Um uh, in uh, Sacramento and the Sacramento Kings won, sorry, the Minnesota Timberwolves won that game, 134-114, a 20-point victory flew over the total. Um, what kind of changes here, Terrell, in this game? Because it's pretty much nothing. And same <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's, I mean, it's, it's got to be nothing. What possibly sit here and say that this game is going to have a different outcome? And I know we talk about the back-to-back games, and it's really it is really hard to do that. But now, I mean, they're not. It's not like it's it's not like Simonis is going to come out here and play. Yeah, that's going to be my question. Is are are those guys playing here tonight? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, maybe. I, I I'm not sure if a a day is enough time. I mean, it's basketball. You can just throw the guys in the lineup and just be like, all right, we're about to go figure this shit out. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Davion Mitchell went out there yesterday and went three for 11. Like, <laughs> yeah. you can't do that. You can't do that. Harrison Barnes gave him 20 points. De'Aaron Fox gave him Darren near 30. And so, I mean, you can't go out. I just don't know. They're not – they don't have a rotation. They're missing, you know – Three people that were getting pretty decent minutes. Bagley didn't play. 
Holmes is not with the team right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Minnesota's the hot hand. Minnesota's the hot hand. I think this game still goes over. It's probably still a lot of points scored. That probably doesn't slow down at all, but it probably just rotates over who has a good game today. And, you know, some other people get going after playing this team the night before. So maybe this is the Anthony Edwards game where Anthony Edwards shows up and because I know in our Slack channel, somebody was like, is Anthony Edwards <laughs> broken? And I'm like, well, he might be a little broken, but my man's is going to continue to put the ball at, at some point. The, the shots are going to fall. At yeah. some point, the shot's going to fall, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's tonight and he just goes out of nowhere for 25, 30 points out of just because the shot's got to fall at some point. Yeah. And he's a, he's a slasher. He likes to get to the rim, and there's literally zero rim protection for the Sacramento Kings. Absolutely none. There's nobody there. Nobody. You might as well have a free open lane to the basket. And that is indicative of Cat going 25, 10 for 14, mm-hmm. and, nine, and nine boards, which is crazy because I took a performance double on Cat last night. But it was 26 points and a win, and he finished with 25. I was really pissed by that when morning came. But by the way, that's all. I just I don't know. I'm not I'm not getting behind this Kings team at all. I don't care what they're laying. Yeah, let's not forget that the Kings might not be done making deals. So if there's a you know once we're done recording here that another trade comes down, let's say you know Harrison Barnes is on the move. I mean that's going to be another player that played last night that you know. There's not going to be in the lineup. He had 21 points last night for the Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the rumors are still out there about Harrison Barnes potentially moving to another squad. So um, definitely keep that in mind as well. Yeah, I think you just got to stay with Minnesota here. I think the handicap you said with, you know, might be an Anthony Edwards game that he comes back and plays well. That's last night they put up 134 points with Anthony Edwards going two of 12. So, um, you know, if he has a good game, I mean, most of it was Malik Beasy last night who was seven of eight from three point land. But um, yeah, I just can't get beyond the Sacramento Kings team right now, at least till they get their new players and include like guys like Sabonis into that lineup. Um, anything else for this game before we get to the next two here, Terrell? No, no, let's go. All right, let's get over to the next game. We have the LA Lakers headed to Portland to take on the Toro Blazers, where the Lakers opened up as a seven and a half point favorite. That number is all the way up to minus nine. Total opened up at 225 and a half. That number is down to 223 and a half. Both of these teams did play last night. Obviously, Lakers got pounced by the uh, Milwaukee Bucks in their building. Uh, and Portland also took an L against the Orlando Magic last night. Um, let me check the back-to-back ATS spread numbers for both of these teams. So the Lakers are 5-2 and two against the spread um, against uh, – sorry, on back-to-back nights, 5-2 and two to the over. Portland Trail Blazers 4-7 and seven against the spread, 5-6-5 and uh, sorry six and five to the under in back-to-back situations – um Terrell, let's start with the side here, man. Uh Lakers minus nine against this Portland team. Mm, I'm looking something up because I'm just curious. And I actually can't remember. Oh, well, I guess it wasn't that long ago, but <sighs> and sorry, there is no injury I was... submitted yet for them because they played last night. It's going to be basically the same. They can't afford to rest people on a back-to-back. They're fucking how many games under 500 here? Like, the Lakers are now, I think. They're, that's 20, not, they're 26 and 29, sitting at the ninth seed in the Western Conference. Yeah. And I was fully prepared, fully prepared for this show. I didn't even really 
go deep into this game because I don't want to talk about this game too long. I was fully prepared to go into this show and just say, fuck it. I will blindly take Portland because I don't remember the last time that the Lakers beat anybody by this this close of a margin. Like they just, even when they just played Portland and Portland really wasn't even any good then. They weren't even any good then. And Portland took them to five points and they barely covered that. That was a four and a half point line, I think. Or three and a half points, something like that. They're just bad. And I don't know how Russell Westbrook sleeps at night knowing he's playing this poorly. When he's but it's making fucking ridiculous. Million dollars, that's how he's sleeping well at night. Yeah, and I guess that's it. Like, I guess you just sit there and you dry your tears with a $100 bill or some shit. Yeah. Or just fucking go take a money bath and, like, who soak all your pain and trashness away with money. But this man is playing terrible recently. So, I mean, I'm not even, I'm really not even afraid to take the man's under against fucking Portland. To be honest, I'm really not afraid to take his under against Portland. The man is playing terribly. He's giving the basketball up. He's shooting what he's not even shooting wild shots. He's shooting great shots. Like he's taking a really good shot selection, but he just can't get anywhere near the basket. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, maybe. He goes and plays better because he's getting away from the home crowd where they're booing him every single chance he gets the ball. Yep. But I I feel like they're going to make me regret this. I guess I'm on the Lakers in the points here. And I'm hard, I'm really saying that the only reason I'm on the Lakers is because the favorites have been cashing at an incredible level recently. Yeah. But I really don't trust the Lakers in this spot at all. That is ridiculous. I would not lay nine points against any other team in the league. But Portland is just a clusterfuck right now. I don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah, I mean, if there's going to be a game where, like, the Lakers come out and spank somebody, it has to be this game. And, I mean, if if the Magic went into Portland yesterday and won the game by 18 points, mind you, they did, it, well, they did pull away late there with about three minutes left. But... Like, if, if the Lakers don't come out here tonight with everybody playing, like you said, like they can't afford any more losses here, they should blow this team out. And if they don't, we there's some serious issues or some changes that need to be, be made in 24 hours on this roster. Um, and I'm expecting all everybody to be out there. Anthony Davis, LeBron, James, Russell, what, God, if they, maybe if they play without Russell Westbrook, they win by like 50. But um, – I guess I think yeah you got to go with the Lakers here, man. I, I don't want to bet the minus nine with them, like you said. You're right that there's no reason for us to do that. But I think the more comfortable play, if I did want to play something for the Lakers, would probably be their team total here um, against this team uh, against this Portland team that gave up 113 last night to the Orlando Magic. And now I see right now for the Lakers it's 116 and a half. So I think that's maybe what I'm looking at um, for this for this game if I was going to make a play on it, but. Yeah, I mean, force lean, like we do on this podcast, we pick every game. I would probably go with the Lakers at minus eight and a half, minus nine. Uh, anything else for this game, Terrell, before we get to the last one of the night? Yeah, I'll play Anthony Simons. Anthony's, oddly enough, Anthony Simons, his last four games, has scored 19 points in each game and made seven baskets in each game. Okay. So <laughs> I'll take Anthony Simons to break the 19-point streak and get into into the 20s this game. And I think that his assist is probably something to look into as well because after he starts cooking them in the first half probably and this game is more than likely a close game at the close at the first half Mm -hmm. 
because uh, I don't think the Lakers will probably not pull away to the second half. But while he cooks him in the first half, he probably is able to maneuver the ball around. I'm pretty sure he's going to be the person, the dominant ball carrier in this game. I mean, yeah. who the fuck else? <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure he's going to have the ball in his hand majority of the time. So I would make a play on his assist. I don't know what either one of those numbers are at, but I'm pretty sure the assist number is low, and I'm pretty sure his points isn't anything dramatic. Yeah. And the Lakers just don't play any defense. Right. They really just don't play any defense. So this game, they just played not too long ago. This game went flying under the total. I will. I like it to go over. I think it'll be a lot of points scored. Yeah, I only see uh, props listed right now for Lakers players. Shockingly, Anthony Davis, LeBron, Malik Monk, and Westbrook. Don't see anything for the Portland Trailblazers. Ooh, what's Westbrook points? What's Westbrook points? Westbrook uh, points is at fifteen and a half. Uh, oh hell yeah! Even money on the over. Uh, the under is at minus one twenty-five. Damn, everybody is on the wave. Uh, assists are at, sorry, rebounds are at six and a half, and assists are at uh, six oh, and a half. I don't care about well. that. Yeah. No, I need that under on points. I, I mean, I wonder if we just blindly just took the under. I'm, I may not actually, I don't know. I'll put it in the Slack channel if I actually decide to do it. I got to look at some, look up some stuff, but. I mean, when's the last time you remember Russell Westbrook's points, rebounds, and assists being at 28 and a half? Giants was in the 40s. Yeah. Giants used to be in the 40s. Yeah. All right, let's get to the last game of the night here, Terrell. We have the Golden State Warriors headed to Utah to take on the Jazz, where the Jazz (laughs) opened up as a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. That number is at minus two. Um, Total opened up at 221. Totals up to 224-and-a-half. Checking the injury report for this uh, game. Um, Clay Thompson is actually out for this game. Uh, he has a right Achilles tendon. They're going to arrest him. Um, Iggy Andre Iguodala is also out. Low back tightness. Draymond Green continues to be out. Uh, Bialica is also out for the Golden State Warriors. For the Utah Jazz, Rudy Gay is questionable. Uh, Rudy Gobert is going to be also out for this game, but Donovan Mitchell did return for this team. Um in their last game. So let's start with the side here, Terrell. Minus two for the Utah Jazz hosting the Golden State Warriors. So the Warriors are fifth in points per game in the last five games, averaging 118 points per game. They're fourth in three-point percentage, about 40%, shooting 40% from the field. They are seventh in opponents' turnover percentage. The Jazz are 25th in their own turnover percentage, by the way. Mm-hmm. And the Warriors are seventh in opponents' points per game and third in, in opponents' field goal percentage. I'm not just saying, like, the word. Like, I know you're probably thinking, where are all the Jazz stats? I'm literally not giving you jazz stats because they have been average or worse in every single statistical category. In every single statistical category, the jazz have been average or worse in in the past five games. Literally every single category. There's not nothing that they do exceptionally well right now. And mm-hmm. they're even they're even average at an over under. They are 14 and 14 at home <laughs> in the over-under category. Mine for the Golden State is 10 and 15 on the road. 
But the Jazz are literally not do they're literally treading water. This is the definition of treading water right now. Now, Rudy Gobert is not playing in if Rudy Gobert is playing in this game, okay, I would maybe have a lean towards the Jazz. Mm-hmm. But without Rudy Gobert with the rim protection, they're just gonna lean on Hassan Whiteside and whatever my other man is, I can't even remember his name right now, for rebounds because they're not you're not afraid of them going into the paint. They're just big bodies down there, but you're really not afraid of that. And the Warriors know how to score the basketball and all. I, I actually don't know why the Warriors are dogs. This is wrong team favorite. This is wrong team favorite. And this is an over-exaggeration of, how one, how bad Steph has been playing. And two, of all the, the players that the Warriors have out. But the Warriors have been playing with around this, uh, basically around this roster for a while. And I trust the role players to move back up in minutes and be perfectly fine. I'm all over the Warriors here. There's literally nothing. This is wrong team favorite. Yeah, I think that, I mean, this is the third matchup between these two squads, and uh, Golden State has won both of them. Uh, They went into Utah, won 123-116, and that was a game where they had Rudy Gobert, they had Donovan Mitchell, uh, they had Joe Ingles in that game, and they also won at home against the Jazz 94-92 as well. So, Nothing much has changed since then, right? And uh, now you don't have Rudy Gobert like you talked about. One thing that does concern me possibly is that this might be the public dog of the night uh, with the Warriors, but I think that this is going to be a game where, you know, Steph Curry, I think Steph Curry does Steph Curry things. And, you know, he's kind of been struggling this season, shooting the three ball ever since, um, you know, since he broke the record and things like that. But, um like the metrics and all the stats that you just mentioned, like everything is pointing towards uh, the Golden State Warriors in this game. So um, and you can't even get mad that they're a public dog because they're always yeah. the public side. Yeah, they're the Warriors. They're the Golden State Warriors with Steph Curry on their team. Literally every time they go into the team, go into a game, they are the public side. Whether they are dogs, whether they're favorites, I think the books have just sat here and realized, like, all right, we're just going to set it, and at some point they're going to lose and they're not going to cover these games. And we're just going to catch them somewhere else because they're literally, no matter what they do to the line, they're mm-hmm. always the public betting side. Everybody bets Warriors. Yeah. I mean, and they've won eight in a row here, uh, had the uh, Golden State Warriors, and now you're putting them as a two-point underdog. I mean, yeah, the Jazz did get Donovan Mitchell back, but, I mean, come on, they beat the Knicks and the Nets over their last two games. So, I mean, those are not impressive victories. And they did beat the Denver Nuggets, but – yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I think I do like or do like the Warriors here as well here tonight, plus the two against the Utah Jazz. Um, this will be the second game of a doubleheader on the Four Letter Network um, tonight. So a couple good games on uh, the Four Letter Network here tonight in the NBA. Anything else for this game, Terrell? Before we move on to our lock and dog of the night. No, I'm good. All right, let's, let's do this. Let's take one last break here. We'll come back. We'll identify our lock and dog of the night uh, and then possibly get into some cross props here for the Super Bowl. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sport and eSport app for player props. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 of the 20 available player props to build your lineup for the Bengals versus the Rams. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both over and under based on how likely it is to hit. 
hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive Fantasy has a 100,000 guaranteed contest for the big game that is a $25 to enter and first place that takes home $20,000. Use promo code SGP when you sign up and receive a 100% instant deposit match on your first deposit of up to $100. That's promo code SGP when you sign up today and you will receive a 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. Deposit $10 or more and receive the deposit match plus two free 100,000 contrast entries. Download the Thrive Fantasy app on the App Store and Google Play Store or by visiting their website www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. Roster brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The only thing that's more exciting than watching the NFL playoffs is prop swapping the NFL playoffs. January was PropSwap's biggest month ever, as bettors from across the country cashed in on their Super Bowl futures. Like Jamie from New York, who sold a $100 25-1 Bengals Super Bowl ticket for $1,000. The buyer got great odds and Jamie made 10 times his money. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales, and a red hot tickets for sale. A loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. The fantasy season may be over, but action is still coming in on the Better Fantasy app. Download their free-to-play app today to bet on player props for the NFL playoffs. You can also enter their their player prop pools and score big when you win. We love Better Fantasy because we can win awesome prizes and even raise money along the way for charity. It's totally free to play. You'll earn better credits by completing challenges and using them to place your bets. Better Fantasy is available worldwide and in all 50 U.S. states. Download the app today over at betterfantasy.com SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com SGPN. And last but certainly not least, the SGPN app is offering a 100,000 Super Bowl prop contest. Go 10-0 with the Super Bowl props and win $100,000 only exclusively on the SGPN app. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you access to all of our free picks and podcasts like this one. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, uh, let's get into our lock and dog for tonight. Um, For my lock, let's go. I'm going to pivot a little bit, and I'm going to take a team total for tonight, and I'm going to take the Lakers team total over 116.5 as my lock. Um, You know, we only have, what, five, six games here tonight, nothing really stood out so i think this lakers team should just come in there and take care of business against this portland trailblazers defense uh the, you know they scored 115 last night against the milwaukee bucks um you know with especially with orlando magic going in there and putting up 113 i think the lakers should be able to take advantage of the uh porous defense of the portland trailblazers and they are five and two to the over 
in uh, back-to-back situations are the LA Lakers. I see that they should be able to put up some points here. So give me as my lock the Lakers team total over 116 and a half uh, for this game. For my dog, um, I think we both do like the Warriors here tonight, Terrell. But uh, let me see if I can find something else that I like as a dog. Um, Mm, don't know if Darius Garland's going to be playing in that game or not. Um, Hornets are slight dog. I'll go with the Spurs. Um, give me the Spurs plus the six, plus one eighty-five on the money line against the Cavs here tonight. Um, again, contingent if Darius Garland doesn't play, but I think I'll. I don't think he's going to play, but I like the Spurs here anyway. Give me the plus six, plus one eighty-five on the money line for the dog. So, I mean, guys, make sure, I mean, just a reminder that these favorites are on a crazy run. If you're going to be playing dogs tonight, maybe go half a unit, a quarter of a unit, because we just don't know when this uh, streak is going to end of these dogs cashing. Maybe it's tonight, but um, don't want to get in front of that train right now, especially with all these favorites coming through here tonight. But Terrell, lock and dog, man, what do you got? My lock is going to be Minnesota minus nine. I'm sorry, Minnesota just played the Detroit Pistons on a back-to-back set right before this, and they beat them by double digits both times. At the end of the day, Minnesota is just a better squad, and this Sacramento team is not only short on bodies, but they also just don't know what the heck is going on with their team right now. So I'll take Minnesota on the road to get it done again by double digits. For my dog... I was going to take the Warriors. I were kind of hoping you would take the Warriors so I could just go ahead and just do this. But fuck I do like it. the Warriors too. Yeah, I, yeah. I think we both like the Warriors. I think everybody knows that. Yeah. But fuck it. I mean, this is like the letdown spot of all letdown spots. If there was ever a letdown spot, it would be this. This Thunder is their ultimate letdown spot. Nobody cares about the fucking thunder in OKC. No, you're, this is absolutely the spot you look past this game. You just won six straight games. Eight, I mean, I lied. Eight, no. Did they lose seven? So seven of eight. You, because they lost to the Bulls. Mm-hmm. So seven of eight against teams in the Eastern Conference. Two of those teams are top of the Eastern Conference. The other two are teams that are playing for the same spot you're playing in the, in the play-in in, bo- in the bottom half of the Eastern Conference for that sixth seed. You just made the sixth seed. You ran through that gauntlet. I know I said I wasn't going to fade them anymore, but I don't care. This is a 10-point spread, and it's too juicy not to take. Like It's way too juicy not to take, and nothing else would be better. Nothing else would be better than to kill the run that the favorites are going on against the spread than a plus 350 dog. So, fuck it. Give me OKC plus 350. Uh, I will give you plus 400 because that's what I see consensus right now. So even better. I'll take that. Plus 400. It, it just feels – why would the Raptors get up for this game? I can 100% see a world of possibility where the Raptors just somehow nerf. I can't even tell you how OKC is going to win the game because they're so bad. It's just <laughs> I'm literally just betting spot here. Yeah. And I, I can't really honestly tell you how I think they're going to win. They're so bad. I mean, yes, they're going to stop them from from the three-point line. Like That's going to have to be a key. They're going to have to shut them down from the three-point line and force them into you know, going in, taking – 
what are higher percentage shots, but just giving chasing them off that three point line and getting them off the rhythm and what they want to do. And then it's going to lean on, you know, your stars. Like it's going to lean on your players. Like Lou Dort is going to have to go in here and have a really good game. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he's playing tonight. Yeah. I didn't see him on the injury report. Yeah, so Lou Dort, I mean, he's from Canada, so maybe that angle works. But he's going to have to go in here and have a really good game against them. And he plays better at home, so that's not outside the realm possibility. Josh Giddy is going to have to do it all for this team and just use that vision that he has and get other players to their spots and get them rolling. Yeah, You know, like a Terrence Mann, this could be a Terrence Mann kind of game. But mm. fuck it. I mean – the Thunder bad, but this is just just feels like a complete nerfed up spot that the Raptors have, and they just fold this game away. So I'll take the Thunder, and the Raptors come back and beat the shit out of Rockets tomorrow night. <laughs> and let's not forget we we talked about on back on December eighth that Team Canada with Shea, with uh, Lou Dort was going. They went up to Toronto and got the victory one ten one oh nine as an eight point underdog. So. Um, Maybe this is maybe the the Thunder just have their number. Like there are actually teams that just have people's number. Yeah. This could be a situation where the Thunder just have the Raptors number. Yeah, I agree, man. I I I mean, if there's the the spot, I think is what you're more going for versus because the stats really don't back it up. But I think it's situationally, you know, sometimes I think that's where we kind of talk about that that kind of that sandwich spot uh, where Toronto is right now. So uh, just to recap our picks, guys. Uh, my lock is the Lakers uh, team total over 116 and a half and the Spurs plus six plus 185. And then for Terrell, his lock is Wolves minus nine um, and Thunder plus 400 as well as plus uh, I think it's plus 10 on the spread as well. So those are going to be our picks for tonight. Um, obviously, Super Bowl week. Terrell, we have you know a lot of these cross sport props that kind of come across. And I think we had briefly mm-hmm. touched on this on the Monday pod um, that there was a few that you found uh, and that we can give out to the listeners uh, as part as Super Bowl week connected with the NBA. So uh, what do you got, man? What do you got for the people? We can kind of go through them here. Holy crap. I'm 100% not prepared. I don't even have the page pulled up. Oh, here we go. Hold on. It's coming up right here. I should have this prepared too. I don't know what what book are you looking at? Yeah, uh, I think Bet Online okay, has that's where I was a lot of them. To. Yeah, I think Bet Online has a lot of them. That's what I seen. It was the uh, oh, here you go Super Bowl props, cross board props. Oh, great! Your your Wi Fi is way better than what the heck I got over here. Uh, let's see. I can read them off. No worries. You want to start with a? We'll start with a couple here. We can just talk through them. Yeah, just uh, you know, two 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 could be fine. Yeah, and so we'll the keep first going. One, we'll do this all week. We'll be doing this all week. Yeah, we'll, we'll go through two here, then uh, we'll come back uh, later in the week when Terrell and Scott are on. Uh, so let's start with the first one here. The first one I think you had alluded to this was the Rams total touchdowns uh, in the big game versus Trey Young total three point field goals made against the Celtics. So there's not a number for it, but. I think the right now the uh, team total for the Rams is around, and I should have this prepared as well. Let me quickly go to that. Um, should be around 23 and a half. No, 24 and a half. But 
All right, so what are we assuming here, Terrell, that it's going to be around three-and-a-half, three-point shots made for um, for Trey Young versus the touchdowns? Yeah, I think. Mm, well, you know Trey is a slasher, though, so – uh, it could be, he, but he's been shooting a little. It could be at two. It could be two and a half, and maybe juice to the over for uh, Rams or for Trey Young. For Trey Young, Trey Young's three point shots could probably be at two and a half and juice to the over. Okay, so I'm seeing right now uh, Los Angeles Rams team totals at 27. So I'm thinking let's just put the number at three and a half for the touchdowns. Okay, yeah, and then either Trey Young makes four or. Uh, if you think four touchdowns or four three-point shots made, which would you take for Trey Young? Or whichever side would you pick on that? So they're playing Boston, right? Yeah, this is, this is against the Celtics. And is it in Boston or is it in Atlanta? Uh, let me double-check that for you. I think Atlanta it's in – I don't even know where. Be, uh, this is going to be in in Boston. Yeah, in Boston. Boston is going to be coming off of a back-to-back, I think. No, no, that's not right. They played Saturday. Yeah, okay, that game's on Saturday, so no, they're not. All right. Hmm. I th- and, the ju- and the juice is to – so Trey is the dog? Is Trey the dog? Trey is minus 105, so, uh, yeah, minus 125 for the Rams to have more touchdowns than more three. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd say I'll back Trey. I'll back Trey to put up more. You know, he's he's been a flamethrower recently, and he's going to need to put a lot of scoring, and he's actually running out of time because he needs to get this team above 500 before the All-Star break, like I said. Mm-hmm. So he's running out of time to do that, and I'm going to back Trey to do that. He's, he's going to end up scoring the ball a lot, and – Honestly, I think the Ram- I think this game goes under for the Super Bowl. Yeah, Everybody thinks this is going over. I think this game just goes under. I think this is kind of a little bit of a defensive struggle. And the the Bengals have a really good – excuse me. The Bengals have a really good defensive line, like a really, really good defensive line. Yeah. And if they get in the pressure in Matthew Stavros' face, we could see a bunch of mistakes thrown on his hand. We know he's good for an interception, so mm-hmm. he might be good for two. And that might be the difference in them getting an extra touchdown or there. So – yeah, I'll take Trey. I'll back the dog, and I'll take Trey. All right, there we go. So, yeah, I think I kind of like Trey as well. Uh, Saturday, Sunday afternoon, those games kind of get tricky. I think Trey Young could probably, you know, make at least four. I think four is a good number for Trey. I think he makes four. Um, Boston's been so good defensively. I think Boston kind of lets Trey get away with what he's going to do and kind of clamp down on everybody else. Yeah. I agree, man. Um, and you know, they have Boston hasn't played the greatest quality of opponents for that defense to look really good um, over their last five games. I mean, they had they had Brooklyn last night or Monday night, but that was um, without obviously the big three: Orlando, Detroit, Charlotte, Miami, New Orleans, and not not world beaters there. So we're both in agreement on Trey Young there. Um, let's do one more here. Uh, Terrell, uh, let's see. You did Trey Young. Let me find a Boston player. Um, okay, so this is a fun one here. Let's go with completed minutes by first score in the Super Bowl minus 115 compared, uh, to which will be higher Jalen Brown total rebounds versus Atlanta Hawks or completed minutes by first score in the Super Bowl. So which is higher? Which so will be higher. Basically, so basically, yeah. Basically, so you think it's going to be a long drive to start the Super Bowl? Uh, well, 
how many minutes it is till they score. Okay, yeah, so how many minutes? minutes yeah. Hmm. So it's both of these starting quarterbacks' first Super Bowl. And I don't know, maybe the mistake, the jitters might be there. Super Bowls tend to start a lot slower. Yeah, I feel like the mistakes are going to be there. Yeah. I, so I'm actually looking at putting money down on both of their f- first completions, well, their first passes to be incompletions. Okay. Because, I mean, there's going to be nerves. They're going to be nerves. They're going to be yeah. nervous as hell. And so, yeah, I think this game goes under. So I guess I'm on the football side this time, and I think it'll be more minutes than Jalen Brown rebounds, which is kind of scary because Jalen Brown can, you know, go steal a lot of rebounds, but – I think I, I let's see. So he's going up against uh the Hawks. The Hawks are a pretty good rebounding team, right? I mean they have um they have um obviously Clint Capella, John Collins. So last game against the Atlanta Hawks, uh he had twenty six points and twelve rebounds, but prior to that he had four rebounds, four rebounds, three rebounds, and five rebounds. So over the last five games he's only had five or more rebounds twice and one in double digits. And I think and I think it's low key. You know, he's fighting. So he's fighting with Clint Capella for rebounds. He's fighting with John Collins for rebounds. Don't forget, he's fighting with Jason Tatum for rebounds as yeah. well. Yeah. And then, you know, Robert Williams and Al Horford. Are they? I don't even remember. Yeah. So they're still. And it just feels like a lot of. It feels like a lot of bodies in a way. So yeah, I'm going. If he, he could finish this with three four five and then i think the the super bowl side cashes easily this could be we could be waiting a little while it could be like eight minutes seven eight minutes i think both teams are going to possess the ball before a score comes i don't think anybody's scoring on their first possession so i'll take the the time and the minutes with the super bowl rather than his rebounds yeah last five games for uh jalen brown overall four rebounds six rebounds seven five seven so i think if we get at least halfway through that first quarter without a score i think we may be safe on this bet with completed minutes um for first score versus jalen brown rebounds which will be higher we are going with uh completed minutes before our completed minutes uh for the first score um, yeah, so we'll do a couple more of these throughout the week here until we get to the Super Bowl on the NBA Gambling Podcast. Uh, so two there, one with Trey Young and one with Jalen Brown. Um, so it's these cross for uh, sports are, you know, there's it's a lot of fun to kind of dig into. But that's going to be it for the uh, PropCast. Sorry, PropCast. The NBA Gambling Podcast oh, wow. today. Um, Terrell, final thoughts, man. This is uh, – so I kind of put out a schedule. So – if there is a significant trade or not, I think we may just come back and do like a reaction show of the trade ted, uh, trade deadline, possibly like Friday morning, Friday around that time um, for the NBA Gambling Podcast. But uh, Ryan McKee will be back to do the NBA Gambling Pod as usual for the Friday games with another guest. So uh, look out for that as well. But a lot of stuff going on this week, Terrell, between the trade deadline and the Super Bowl, man. Um, any final thoughts and uh, just – let the people know what's going on, brother. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good. Looking forward to the Super Bowl. Looking forward to uh, finishing this week strong. Yep. Keep submitting entries into the contest to get the free NBA jersey. Make sure you do the review, screenshot the review, tweet it to us at SGPN NBA. Make sure you do that. Follow me on 
ColorCast, you know, download the ColorCast app. Follow me at Really Rail. Follow, uh, follow Moon Off as well. What's it, Sports Nerd eight two four still? Yes, yep. yep. So follow him. We'll be doing some some commentary during the games, some live betting during the games at some point. Don't know exactly when. You know, I, it's like early as hell in the morning for me. So we'll figure out when we're doing it. But go ahead, get ahead of the curve. You'll be able to follow us on there. Follow the, all the guys. Everybody's going to start doing these color casts. So it's going to be really cool. I was listening in to Kobe and Patty C talk about the game last night, Purdue versus Illinois, and it was really, really cool. So yeah. look forward to it. 100%, man. A lot of stuff going on on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Number one, uh, make sure to download the app to get into the uh, prop contest. Uh, the boys or the boss are giving away $100,000 if you do go 10-0, and 0, but it's exclusively on the SGPN app. So you have to download the app. Once you download the app, just hit contest. You'll see the, um, the prop contest right there. Just fill it out, submit it. It's completely free. Uh, they're only allowing a thousand people in. They said they're getting closer and closer to that thousand mark. So don't you don't want to miss out on that three hundred thousand dollar contest. Um, also, Thrive Fantasy guys, uh, if you haven't already, uh, they are also giving away a hundred thousand uh, dollars promo code SGP twenty five dollar entry uh, for that hundred thousand dollar contest. And also, you know, they have a lot of fun player props uh, on there as well. So if you're a prop better like me and Terrell are. Uh, definitely hop into Thrive Fantasy uh, over at thrivefantasy.com, but make sure to use that promo code SGP as well. Uh, we will be back throughout the week. The schedule is kind of all up in the air right now. It's a crazy week, but again, Terrell and Scott will be back for sure tomorrow, Thursday, to the handicap the Thursday games. Um, we'll probably do a, like I said, a reaction show for the trade deadline, and then McKee will be back on Friday for the NBA Gambling Podcast. Also, we will have the prop cast today for the NBA, but with myself and Scott, and then with Will on Friday as well for the NBA. And just so much happening for the Super Bowl. Just head over to the website to get all that information, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. With that being said, guys, uh, good luck with your bets uh, today throughout the week. Make sure to save it as well for the Super Bowl on Sunday. Be responsible. I can say that, number one. Uh, till, till then, let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna go get it. Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna go.